Hello. How are you? I'm like pretty good, you know, pretty all right. Just living life day by day, week by week. <laughs> That's how you got to do it, especially in these times, you know, although big, exciting news. Joe Biden is the president elect. I feel like a giant weight has been lifted off of me. I'm so yes. excited. Um, I, it was weird because obviously like we didn't know on election night and we had to wait and then there wasn't like a clear time of when we were going to find out. So I feel like everyone was just like on edge constantly and then I was like cleaning my bathroom and I got a phone notification and I was home by myself. And so I was just like yelling at my dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually, the I found out because I sleep with my like sliding door open mm -hmm. and I heard at like 9am, I heard all these people like hooping and hollering and I was like, oh my God, wait. Because oh, I live in Denver and it's very liberal. So I was like, Joe Biden must have won. <laughs> Yeah, there yeah, was, was none really of that cool. around here. Um, well, although I, I've I, really... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, my neighborhood does have a lot of Biden signs in it, but it's also, like, pretty quiet as far as neighborhoods go. So I don't think anyone was, like, yelling that I heard. Well, I also live, like, five blocks from the Capitol building. And I think that's where everyone was like walking towards, like going mm. to, and I live by this really big park too. And I think a lot of people probably went there. So, and I heard people yelling like into the night last night and I would wow. just like pop my head out and do like a woo, 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 you know, type thing. Yeah. I, did you do anything to like celebrate? Um, you know what I did to celebrate? I did nothing. I just like nice. laid so around, good. kind of just like Perfect. relaxed, did some, like I cleaned my apartment. Oh, I made some cornbread. Ooh. Um, so this thing that I like to do, I like to say that I'm like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, do you know who Sandra, what is her name? Sandra, Sandra Lee. Is that her name? She's like a Food Network person, like from back in the oh, day. I'm not going to know the answer. Okay. So I think that's her name. Okay. And she had this show called like Semi-Homemade where she would like take a, you know, like a can of baked beans or whatever oh, and like turn sure. it into like something else or like make it more exciting. I love so, that because that's how I cook. <laughs> me too. Me too. Yeah. So I took a box of like that Jiffy like cornbread mm -hmm. mix and I added Old Bay seasoning and cheddar cheese to Ooh. it. Yeah. And it turned out really good. And I don't have a bread pan. So everything that I bake, I bake in a bunt pan and it turned out pretty good. Cornbread in a bunt pan. Yeah. Who knew? Um, so I did that. Uh, yeah, just kind of, just kind of hung out and relaxed. Um, That's cool. yeah. Um, so because we're talking about the election, I feel like we should do lady of the week, Kamala yes. Harris, right? Like, hell lady yes. Of the week. I, you know what? I had a feeling that Biden was going to win, but like, obviously, I thought Hillary was going to win last time. So mm -hmm. I was trying to like keep my, like not get my hopes up. But the fact that this is like, what a historical moment. Like I know first so female vice president, like it's, it's long overdue, but long at least overdue. We made it. like we made it here. Yes. And we can only and go forward. First woman of color. Um, I mean, kind of first like person of color too. We've had like one vice president who had some uh, like Native American ancestry. So I don't want to like discredit that. But... Wait, who was who, who that? Oh, uh, I don't remember his name. He was like the 31st vice president. Oh, like uh, back in the day. Charles Curtis. Well, he was still a man, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like you don't realize how much it will affect you until you see it happen. 
totally. like, it's like, okay, thinking about this prior to now, you're like, yeah, of course it'll be really great to have a woman VP. That's going to feel awesome. That's like progress. We're excited for that. Like objectively, that's a good thing to happen. And then it happens and you're like, wow, I didn't realize how, like, how much this would mean to me and to all women and likely people of color as well. I'm not going to speak on their behalf, obviously, but I would imagine that it's pretty exciting. 100%. So we stand you, Kamala. You're the best way to And special shout out to all of the um, activists in Georgia, Stacey Abrams, and there are a lot of other Black women down there who really put in the work to like flip Georgia blue. And that's really, really impressive and difficult yeah. to do with voter suppression like, in place. So Georgia's our other lady of the week. It's like <laughs> good for you, Georgia. And, and yes, of course, like a lot of black women put in a lot of work to yeah. make that happen. Like things, it, things like that don't just happen on their own. Right. So I think it's really important to give credit where credit's due for sure. For sure. So good day. Today's a great day. Yeah. I'm overall good. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, moving on to less important, but equally as exciting (laughs) things. Um, I heard that you have a new, um, advent calendar. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. (laughs) This is so exciting. And honestly, I almost didn't buy it because it is early November right now. And I was like, this is, it's not Christmas season yet. Like, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that likes to start celebrating Christmas before Thanksgiving, but I saw it and I had to get, I went to Aldi this morning. Um, one of my favorite places in the whole world. I love Aldi so much. I could talk Sorry, about sidebar, it. sidebar. Oh, okay. Have we talked about how you, when I lived in Indianapolis, you and I used to go grocery shopping together, like for fun? I don't think so. Yeah, we used to go, <laughs> it would be like. Like a Saturday or Sunday or Sundays, we would just go to the grocery store together. We didn't live together. Uh, We just we were both like, "Oh, what are you doing today? Oh, I have to go to the grocery store. Oh, me too. Like, do you want to go together? We would share a cart. Mm -hmm. And it's just like it's way nicer shopping with someone else, especially like Aldi. It's a pretty quick like in and out. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, that was one of our favorite activities to do together. So if you're looking for a fun thing to do with a gal, especially during the pandemic, maybe try going to a grocery store together. Yeah, we all have to do it. So might as well make it social. Let us know. We're matching outfits. Katie and I also inadvertently match a lot. I don't know if we talked about that either. I don't think we have, but very often we would show up, usually to like an improv rehearsal or show uh, or show wearing more or less the exact same outfit uh (laughs) which is I think only funny because like we I would not say that we actually have the same style definitely not yeah right yeah so it's like bizarre that we (laughs) somehow there there's like a Venn diagram and too often we're in the middle of it well not too often well I would also say like even though we don't have the same style, like I'm very familiar with your clothes, maybe less yes. so now, but like, <laughs> what was that? Did you just hear that beeping? No. Oh, I just heard. I wonder if it's on the Aliens? recording. It was like a, yeah, it kind of sounded, it was like beep, 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 Nickelodeon, but <laughs> scarier. Um, well, anyway, it stopped now. So. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. We really got very off track. She, um, let's talk about the advent calendar. Oh, Did yeah. I- okay. So an advent calendar, if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's a Catholic thing. And I grew up Catholic. Uh, we've talked about that on other episodes. Um, but an advent calendar is like your countdown to Christmas. And so usually it is, um, or like what I grew up with was 
it's like this cardboard calendar and it has little flaps that you open up and then there's little pieces of uh, very low grade chocolate <laughs> inside and you get to eat a piece of chocolate every day from the 1st of December all the way up to the 25th for Christmas. But now like in recent years, they've been really getting jazzy with it. Um, past years, my mom has gotten us like a uh, beauty product advent calendar yeah, I was gonna say I got a really nice advent calendar from my sister-in-law last year and it was like a fancy like bath and body Ooh, products yeah. it was amazing yeah so they're like pretty fun my brother's gotten like a beef jerky one before <laughs> they have they do like there's like Wait, whiskey one like beef jerky yeah like like he really, really likes it or just like enough? No, just like enough. Fascinating. I I like beef jerky, so I was just curious. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He doesn't listen to this podcast, I'm pretty sure, but I can ask him. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's a 20-year-old college student. I don't, <laughs> I don't know that this is for him. He's, he's not our demographic. He's not. I'm so sorry, Patrick, but yeah, he's not really the demographic. Um, anyway, so the advent calendar, I was at Aldi this morning and in one of, they've got a few different like sections of the store that are basically like, here's a, here's just special random things, which are the best parts of the store. And in one of those, the, a refrigerated one, uh, they have advent calendars with imported cheeses so starting december 1st it's so it's in my fridge now uh and I've, I've covered it <laughs> up with other things so that i won't be tempted by it um is but the december cheese 1st, gonna, I'm gonna stay good like that whole time it seems like a really long time yes well i did only i did check i don't know what types of cheese it is because that's going to be a surprise but the expiration date is january so Oh, good. Okay. I'm good. I'm yeah, good. I, that was definitely a consideration. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I might, should I like every day, should I put it on my Instagram, what the cheese is? I feel like. Yeah, you should. To. I'll share it on um, our uh, Yeah, like when it starts, too. we should share it. Uh, so yeah. everyone can follow along with my Advent cheese calendar. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, well, that sounds like a pretty good start to your day today. Oh, definitely. Um, ooh, okay. Here's what I've done so far today. Mm -hmm. So I woke up and I have a lot of laundry to do. And unfortunately in Denver, unless you pay like a fuck ton of money or live like not in Denver, you're, you're not going to have a washer dryer in your apartment, but I have one in my building. So, you know, I can hang, but it's a dollar seventy five per oh. load washer no. and dryer no. so they don't take like there's no way for me to like pay by credit card I feel like some places have that you know you don't have yeah. to use quarters but I have to use quarters and not sure if anyone else knew this but there is a quarter shortage in the United States right now <laughs> actually I had my dad mail me quarters from Indiana because I couldn't find any anyways so I put in my two loads of laundry and I was like, shoot, I'm not going to have enough to dry both of these. And I was like, I'll just go to the grocery store really quick. I live right by one and get like cash back and get like a roll of quarters. Wait, it just a, did the beeping thing again. I'm not hearing it. I think, Why I don't know, maybe I it's like the it? microchip that the oh, government implanted. I wonder if it's like... It's okay. I interrupted you a few times, so I feel like yeah, it's only you're right. Fair. We're even. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I leave my apartment. I'm wearing gym shorts and my Sunday fun day shirt and no bra because part of me was like, I don't care. Part of me was like, you're not going to be out of your apartment for very long and the other part of me like forgot so it mm -hmm. was just like a combination and like just for everyone who doesn't know me or like <laughs> 
you know, I like have, I would say I have large, medium, large boobs. And when you, when you have that type of boob or boobs, I feel like you have to wear bras, like, or else you, you can really tell. Yeah. Like other people. You don't have to, but I <laughs> right. think common practice is that most, sure. most people do. Right. Anyways, went to King Supers, which for everyone in Indiana or the Midwest, it's like Kroger. It's okay. the same. I can use my like Kroger card there. And I went to the self-checkout and I asked the guy, I was like, can I get cash back on this? And he's like, yeah, you can. And I was like, can I get quarters? And he was like, we're, we're not doing that. We can't help you. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> So I left and then I went to another grocery store mm-hmm. and they did, they gave me a whole roll of quarters at Safeway. Yay. So Safeway is like way better than King Supers in my opinion. You heard now. it here first, folks. <laughs> and then I was like, after I did that, I was like, man, I really want some Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. And then I put Taco Bell on my phone and all of the Taco Bells near me, like, yeah, you know, Probably I shouldn't put too much stock into Google reviews of fast food restaurants. Yeah, no. But but the one closest had like 2.8 stars. And I was mm. like, huh, that feels like excessively bad. So then I was like, okay, I'm just going to go to this like deli by my apartment instead. And I was thinking that it would be much faster than it was. So I was there for 20 minutes in my braless outfit. Um, and you know what? I really did not care by the end. <laughs> At first Good. I was feeling like self-conscious, but then I was like, I don't know these people. And like, even if I did, like, what, what does it matter? What are, yeah. What are <laughs> they going to do? Are they going to say something to you? Like, is anyone really going to walk up to be someone and be like, excuse me, I noticed that you weren't wearing a uh, bra and I just wondered what the fuck is wrong with you. Like that's not happening. <laughs> no, but I definitely felt like my nipples were hard, like the whole time, <laughs> like fully out. And I was like, well, here we are. Well, listen, that was Jennifer Aniston on most episodes of Friends, and therefore it's fine. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you ever? Did you you ever watch Sex in the City? I did. Wow, this is only weird because uh, that same Were you just thinking about exact that? same the nipple thing. No, but that exact same question was asked to me this morning by Joe, my boyfriend. Uh, of did you ever watch Sex in the City? <laughs> Actually, I didn't tell you this, but Joe and I, we talk to each other and we tell each other like things that we're going to ask you. Like, Good. So, no, I'm just kidding. Maybe we'll <laughs> start now, though. Um, but there's that episode of Sex and the City where like Carrie or somebody gets like nipple, like hard nipple, like suction cups. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking sure. about? I don't. And they I just don't. like, put, it's like. because like I guess I don't know it's like a sexy thing they're like oh I got these nipples at some some PR bag or something and they like are all in the bar and they like put the nipples on anyways that made me think of that yeah so (laughs) I I think what we're saying is like you're basically (laughs) Carrie Bradshaw in the Taco Bell parking lot today (laughs) Well, no, I actually never made it to Taco Bell because of the bell. Oh, wait, sorry. Yeah, you went to the Um, deli. I went to the deli, yeah. Anyways, so that's what I've been doing (laughs) so far today. But I got my quarters. Good. Great. My laundry. It's drying. We're good. Um, Okay. Oh, something else that I would really like to talk about. And I would honestly, I know you're straightening your hair these days, but I really think it would be worth the experiment. Okay. Okay. So Katie has naturally, would you call it naturally curly hair or like, like naturally wavy? It's like, somewhere it's in between, between, depending on the day. I would agree. Um, so I started doing this new thing. And actually, when we interviewed um, Amanda, our guest on this episode, she was like, oh, your hair looks really nice. And I was like, oh, I've been plopping. Okay. Oh, yeah. So. 
Okay, so this is what you do. You take a shower. Mm -hmm. And you brush your hair while you're in the shower. Like with your conditioner in. That's like an added step. I hope you're taking notes. Yep. Okay. (laughs) And then you uh, put your hair product. Like obviously you get out of the shower. You put your hair product into your wet hair. Mm-hmm. And you scrunch your hair with like a t-shirt. Okay. And then I'm I'm gonna have to send you a video because it's like difficult to explain without like the visual. But you like flip your head upside down and you pile all of your hair on top of your head, and then mm-hmm. you wrap a t-shirt around your head in this specific way to keep the hair on top of your head. And okay. you let your hair dry like that for like 20 minutes, and then you let it air dry the rest of the way. And it has, like, changed my life. Like, my hair just looks so much better. My curls are, like, so much more ringlety. And, yeah, it's amazing. And it's, like, no effort. Okay. So I am not opposed to this idea. Um, But then, like, how long does it take total? Because I don't got, like hours and hours, you know, I'm, cause I go to work now in a real place with other people. So I would say the actual popping part, your hair's pretty short. So like 15 minutes would probably be good. And then I bet your hair would take 20 or 30 more minutes to dry, but you could, you could dry it with a blow dryer if you really wanted to. It just is recommended that you let it air dry, but it doesn't take a lot of time. You okay. should look it up. Okay. So Katie's um, in the plot and we're going to talk yeah. about it next time. TBH, I'm probably going to try it out on a weekend first. That's what I would do too. So, yeah. So we'll check back um, next, weekend. next weekend and see see how it's going, see where I'm at. But, yeah, I'll have to see a video so you can, so I can – I'll send it to you. Honestly, I found out about it on TikTok, and <laughs> I feel like I talk a lot about TikTok for being 31, almost 32. Um, but I saw this crazy video on TikTok, and this is going to get us into our next topic. Okay. This guy went to a Starbucks and ordered some like special drink and he was like yeah i heard if you go to this specific starbucks and order this specific drink they'll give you a white claw inside of your coffee oh well, i don't want did it that. and it worked like in a can like you you get like a can of white claw <laughs> so it's like secret like a speakeasy or something i don't know isn't that crazy that is crazy I don't understand how that even became a thing. That's like confusing to my brain. Um, But that's cool. Yeah. And also something else that I, do you remember like a couple weeks ago, you got like your pumpkin cold foam, something or other. We were talking about it. So I figured out that you can make cold foam at home and it's so easy. And I've been doing it on the weekends. Oh, really? Yeah. So basically I'm sure they add like other things, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, I put a little bit of heavy whipping cream and like milk, like sometimes I'll use chocolate milk or whatever I have. And then they usually people put like sweeteners and stuff in it. Yeah. Um, But then you just put it in your like magic bullet or blender for a little bit and whip it. And that's cold foam. That sounds fun. Okay. Well, you've given me, Many things to try and we'll learn. see if you do them or not. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I went to Starbucks uh, today after I went to Aldi because I was like, I'm gonna get a nice tea because that's like healthy and refreshing and yummy. And so I got Wait, it. Are and, you doing 30 still? Well, uh, <laughs> listen. Is it the cheese? Because, well, that's no, like for a while. But. It's not, no, it's not the cheese. Um, I'm like, 
I think we should change the name from whole 30 to like whole 50 because I'm doing it 50% of the time. Um, <laughs> I like to say like whole Monday through Friday question mark on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Mostly because, okay, two two things. One, whole 30 is like nearly impossible to do if you are going to eat out at all. And well, also, I feel like any kind of elimination diet is really difficult to stick to because it's just not a realistic, <laughs> it's not right. a realistic sure. way to yeah. Eat. Yeah. I, so I really don't mind, like, basically what's happening is that when I'm cooking, like what I take for lunch and when I'm cooking dinners and stuff it's whole 30 compliant. And then when I, when we like order out, it's not because that's like impossible to do. And I know that I could like just cook all the time, but fuck that. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Joe doesn't cook. So <laughs> yeah. Joe, learn to cook. <sighs> Seriously. So have you tried yeah. to Oh, he, yes. Okay. Cause like, <laughs> When I was dating a, a, a past boyfriend, he, like, didn't know how to cook. He used to groceries to shop at the gas station before mm. we started dating. And I did successfully teach him a few things, but I also asked him to caramelize onions for me once. And I yeah. came home, and they were, like, the small – it's like he grated the onion with, like, a cheese grater mm-hmm. and then burnt them. Yeah, it's, like <laughs> – it's just weird, like – how people do things wrong. And so then what happens is then I have to like redo it. And then I feel bad for being like, no, the, the bell peppers are cut the wrong size. (laughs) But like, yeah, totally. I'm the same way. Like I, I, in theory, I would love to teach other people to cook, but like, I would rather just do it myself. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, we don't have like a huge kitchen, so it's honestly, it's just like easier if I do it. And then whenever we order out, Joe just like takes care of that. Like that's our trade off basically. Um, so it works out, but yeah, whole 30 part of the time. And then also this past week was really crazy. Not just be- well because of the election, but like double because of the election, because I have been working for our local election board to like, this week was insane and I was working super long hours. Yeah. Like, there was no routine and it just like was, I could like, I could have really made an effort, but also it was just so crazy that I didn't want to. So, <laughs> so that's that. That's right. Um, but yeah, cool. I'm still going to kind of stick to it during, during the weeks and, when I'm cooking at home, just because I do feel better eating like Yeah, food. of course. And you know what? I think that's a good goal, Katie. But if it doesn't happen, then that's fine too. I think it's okay yes. to have a plan. And if that plan goes to shit, well, at least you tried. <laughs> <laughs> that's my uh, motto for everyday life, I would say. Um, okay. Well, how do you feel about, oh, let's um, go ahead and introduce our guest for this week, but I would like to give a special shout out, and I won't say her name because we don't know her, but we got our first review. Would you call Mm -hmm. it a review? You were making fun of me for that, right? (laughs) I was not making fun of you. No, that's literally what it's called. Oh, okay. Um. We got our first review on our podcast and we Yay. got five stars and this person said some really nice stuff and we don't know her. So the fact that there's somebody listening to this podcast that Katie and I don't know, it's a huge success. Oh, so absolutely. I mean, Thank we you. love, we love our family and friends that listen and are very appreciative, but you guys uh, have to support us because you've made that social contracted commitment to us through friendship. That's correct. So anytime anyone that actually knows us wants to leave a review, like that's good. That would be great. (laughs) Yeah. You think? 
Yeah, definitely. Or not. And I mean, what, like your mom leaves a review and she was like, this is the worst podcast I've ever listened to. I mean, I hope not. <laughs> Linda? She just can just text that to me herself. She's got <laughs> the direct line. No need to make that public. True. That's true. All right. Well, uh, our guest this week is Amanda Dameron. Super lovely woman. Um, she is the head of content at TasteMade, which is so cool. Like, what a yeah. cool job. That, I mean, the website alone is just, I could spend so many hours looking at, they've got recipes and like really cool design stuff for your home and like videos and it's like it's DIYs. Like a, yeah, it's like a cool, fancy Pinterest, but a million times cooler and fancier. Absolutely. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> well, we hope you enjoy our interview with Amanda and have a great week, everyone. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to uh, this Zoom meeting. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. Uh, Amanda Dameron is our guest this week, and she is head of content at Tastemade, which is so cool. Um, and what we usually do to get started uh, with our interview is we always ask our guests the same question, which is, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, I can tell you that I was a bookish and nerdy child, but in the 80s, when uh, when grandma was growing up, uh, there was a movie that came out and Tom Hanks was in it. And in it, Tom Hanks plays, um, you know, much more charming and, and uh, uh, like low key creative director, like a Dan, a Don Draper type, but much nicer. And so he worked at an, an advertising agency and I thought that was just the coolest. And so I, at that point was like, I'm going to work, I'm going to be in a, work in an advertising agency and I'm going to tell creative stories. And so that was the first time I really um, kind of visualized a professional persona for myself. Wow, that's wow, like very cool. one of the most, I think, legit answers we've gotten so far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Like a definitely. real job. Because mine was like dolphin trainer. So... No, I was always a very intense child, I guess. So I'm like, I'm going to work in an office. So that's much my deal. No, pra practical child. Practical mm -hmm. child. Yes. I like and that. so what do you do now? Kind of describe your, your job now. Uh, so I direct content. So uh, Tastemade is a media company that is distributed on social channels like Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and Snapchat, TikTok. Uh, but it's also distributed as a streaming network. So it is um, on every smart TV and it's on Hulu and Amazon and Pluto and Zumo and all of the everything. And so um, so it's two things. It's, uh, you know, short content that you it's optimized for watching on your phone. Uh, but it's also kind of lean back content that you watch uh, for 22 minutes um, in an episodic way. I lead content. So I. I lead the content that's not only the content for our original productions, but also we have a sponsored content business. And so we make content with brands. So brands like to make television shows sometimes, and sometimes they like to make, um, you know, shorter content that's distributed socially. And we work with them in a collaborative way to create content that is organically enjoyable. Um, but of course, in the case of a sponsor, there's a brand attached to it. Do we? Okay. Because you say, like, brand-sponsored shows. Mm -hmm. Do we yeah. know when they're sponsored by a brand? Or, Always. Because, I like, nothing is coming to mind as, like, something that's actually sponsored by a brand. So I think maybe well, they're just tricking me. I don't of, know. There's a lot of different kinds of sponsorship. So, you know, um, the golden rule is, you know, thou shalt not trick the audience. So it can't be – it can never be hidden. Um, you know, that's, you know – it's just not done, shall we say. Um, but there are lots of different ways to sponsor. So it can be like brought to you by Acme Company X. Okay. Or sometimes like you're watching your favorite television show and you're like, wow, they are sure drinking a very prominent Coca-Cola right now. So that's another way. Um, 
you know, so like to give you some examples, we've created shows this year um, distributed on the streaming network, episodic, um, about people who are buying houses for the first time. And so it's especially for people who are, you know, under 35. And so we went into different neighborhoods and we created that television show in collaboration with Realtor. So um, you see them looking stuff up on Realtor, but the rest of the time, it's really just um, a, a narrative about a neighborhood and about individuals who live in the neighborhood and make up the community that, you know, um, in which people are, are considering buying. Um, another example, we just did a television show in collaboration with Hyundai, which was all about people who had never left their home state. And it was about going on a road trip for the first time. And so truly these were people that had never, they'd never traveled 35 miles from their own home. So it was again, episodic and um, they were not actors, they were real people. And so that's the, that was the, the show that we, that we created that we're really proud of. Um, so they're no less legitimate to us. They are, we put our heart and soul into them, but the only difference is that we work collaboratively, collaboratively with a brand. That's so fun. I want to watch those shows when they come out. Yes. Especially the road trip one. I'm like so intrigued. Yeah. It's called The Unadventurers. Cool. Okay. Everyone put it on your on your watch list. <laughs> We're all going to watch it together. That's we'll right. have a, a watch party. How long have you been at Tastemade for a while then? Like, did you kind of, was there like some rank climbing or did you come in from somewhere else for the head of content job? I, I did. I, um, I have been with Tastemade for three years. Um, I joined the company to launch home and design as a vertical for them. That's largely my background has been in architecture and design. So I launched that vertical. Um, Tastemade has been around since 2012. The largest vertical is food, um, but there are others. There's travel and there's home. And so I came to launch home, which I did. Um, it's now, and it is a you know, Tastemade's fastest growing vertical. Uh, so I, after a year after I launched that, I stepped into the head of content role, um, encompassing, you know, all of it. Is this uh, something that you ever imagined that you would be doing, like with your uh, career background? Um, you know, I've always just thought of myself as a storyteller and a producer that, uh, you know, really just crosses mediums and formats. So I, I've produced videos um, for a long time. Prior to Tastemade, I produced videos. Um, and I really just, I loved it as a, as a narrative and as a device. Um, but, you know, where I came from, which was magazine publishing, videos were always the last thing that had the resources applied to them. Um, and so I created lots and produced lots of videos, but never as many as I wanted to. Um, so it's really, it's just a, it's just another narrative, uh, format. So, so really, um, I just, like I said, when I was, you know, wanting to be a, a you know, working for an advertising agency, I just love the idea of, um, you know, persuading people or telling a story or, you know, using creative ideas to get something across. And your background is in journalism. Is that right? I don't know that I would call it journalism. I mean, it's not like I was working at the New York Times. I mean, magazine, magazine publishing is, uh, is a different breed. Um, so I got my career, I started my career working for magazines, specifically around architecture and design. Um, and so there was definitely rigor there. I don't want to, I don't want to give you the idea that it was all made up, but, um, you know, when I think about journalism, I think about, you know, really hard hitting news that, uh, you know, adheres to a different protocol, shall we say, than uh, magazine publishing around lifestyle categories. Sure, of course. Um, so I know you were speaking about like storytelling and how that's like a, a, a big passion of yours. Um, how do you come up with content or inspiration? Like, do you have a process or it just kind of like comes to you? Um, well, the way that I think about it, um, I try to understand the audience. I try to understand what compels us as human beings to, to be interested, like what's fascinating, why is it fascinating, what do people want? People want to be entertained, they want to be educated, they want an escape, um, you know, and how do you use those principles of what you know compels people to want something, and how do you um, make sure that you are working with a very, a varied list of creative collaborators who can help you tell 
stories because no one person can come up with all of the most legitimate stories in the world. I think that it's really just about, again, like understanding the audience, understanding what compels people, and then finding great people to work with and kind of getting out of their way. You have, I'm assuming that you have kind of like a team of content creators that you work with collaboratively. Um, You know, how you do with teams. Um, What do you, I guess, like, what are you looking for when you're bringing someone new onto the team? Just because I feel like now everyone is making content constantly and it's very easy to learn how to make content these days. So is there something that really like sets people apart as like, okay, this person is going to be a good addition? It always, it, it really emanates from curiosity. So you have to be the kind of person who is unafraid to get your hands dirty and unafraid to like figure it out. So people who get ahead are the ones who, um, they have a focus. They have a, um, you know, they, they, they are singular in their focus of learning how something works. And because our phones are so, um, you know, the, the technology's advanced to the point where people can just like set a button and like do stuff in front of it. Um, that, that's fine, but there's far more to it than a ring light and a phone. So if you're really, if you're really focused on creating content that matters and resonates with people, you're going to dig into the history. You're going to dig into the technology. You're going to dig into the problem solving. You're going to stay ahead of the burgeoning software and the platforms that are always coming out with new tools and tricks. There's always going to be a new TikTok coming around the bend. Um, So the tools and behaviors change. So the devices with which people are capturing content, those change. But what never changes is what compels people to even want to watch in the first place. So um, you just have to have that curiosity, not only from a technical perspective, but also from, I, I think, from a, a psychological one as well when it comes to content. So I think sort of piggybacking off of what Katie was asking, I feel like now um, there's maybe less of a direct path to, you know, getting into your field. Like what advice would you maybe give someone who's, interested in um, content creation or working for a media company? Like, do you think a four-year degree is important or do you think that people can kind of find their own way there other ways? I think that there are many ways in. I think that really it comes from a drive, um, an interest, a curiosity. Um, Never underestimate the, uh, you know, the benefit of walking through open doors. So if somebody gives you a chance to learn something, you know, and you can learn it in exchange for apprenticing with them. Never underestimate the value of such a thing. And, you know, just continue to open and walk through those doors when they present themselves. Um, I think that's the most important thing. And again, with anything, do it with seriousness. Do it with vigor and, you know, really commit. Um, if you do that, then you'll find your way to where you're supposed to go. Absolutely. That's great advice. Um, okay, so I know that you... Uh, have a background in architecture and design. Um, And Katie and I were wondering if you had any good uh, advice for something that everybody should maybe have in their apartment. Like maybe if you're in a small apartment, like what's, what are, what's like some of your must haves? Totally. For small spaces, you need to have chairs that stack number one. So if you have friends over, we can have friends over again. Um, you're going to want that. You're going to want to be able to like, pull them out. And it's even better if you can like, uh, or if you can like hang them on the wall, that's always great. You want stuff that does double duty. So you want stuff that does more than one thing. So if you have an ottoman in, it has storage inside of it. Amazing. Um, if you have a desk that can like fold flat against the wall, amazing. A, or a dining table. Like if you have really small space, you can have a table that comes down and can seat two people, um, you know? So stacking um, stools are also really good for really, really small spaces. But yeah, everything you have can and should do more than one job for you if you're really um, crunched for space. Okay, we really appreciate that advice because that was just selfish on our parts because we're both in small spaces. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, it's really, it matters. Doesn't matter how big your space is, you always need more space. 
Um, but yeah, especially when it's when space is a premium um, and you want to have people over and you want to entertain and all of that stuff, it's really important to think about uh, getting stuff that that performs jobs for you. And there's really like it's come a long way. There's a lot of really good stuff um, that can that can really solve problems for you in that way. But yeah, never underestimate the power of using your wall space. Um, just get stuff off the floor. It really it helps not only um, you know from a practical standpoint, but it also helps visually. It's nice to like get stuff off the floor. It can make your space feel like it's you can breathe a little bit. Have you noticed a, I guess like a bigger demand for stuff on the home side of things since now like everybody's stuck at home and they're realizing that they don't like their space as much as they thought they did or like they can now that they're actually there all the time they can like pick it apart yeah absolutely i think that um what we always see when the world seems crazy and you know we're in a free fall maybe economically and culturally it's scary times people turn inward and so yes that that almost always spurs a real interest in interior design and like, what can I do to make my space more livable and more comfortable? But also it's like in the same way that everybody's obsessed with skincare, it's because we're all staring at our faces all day long on Zoom. So, <laughs> you know, yes, absolutely. These things do resonate and they do inspire people to make changes. But, um, you know, I, I think that um, people want escape however they can get it. Yeah, that is so true right now transforming spaces and other people's before and afters. It's, there's something really gratifying about it. It, it scratches a deep itch. And so, um, and it's just calming. Yeah, I could definitely. honestly watch like a highlight reel of home makeover shows where it's just the before and after. Like that's the most <laughs> satisfying part. Exactly. Got it. So what, um, what has been like maybe one or a couple of your uh, favorite projects that you've worked on with Tastemade? Is there anything that really stands out that stuck with you? Oh gosh, I mean that's tough because I love I love so much of what I'm so proud of everything. And honestly, um, I I I I'm so much in awe of the people I work with because they are so multifaceted in their talent set. Um, so, you know, I more than anything. Tastemade moves at an incredible volume and pace and does so with a very high degree of excellence. And so, um, you know, the people who, who work at Tastemade and work with Tastemade, they all kind of operate with that. And that's, I think, um, I don't know, it's very uh, admirable. I think that that's, those are the kind of people I love to be around who are just going to give it everything they've got. Um, you know, especially during the pandemic when, um, safety is the most important thing. Um, and so putting people in a position in which they felt unsafe, that was never something that we would do. But I was really proud of the way that we were able to figure out how to continue making stuff um, that was legit and good and relevant for the time. Um, you know, we have a show that has been around for many years called Struggle Meals. And it's all about you know, really using what you've got to make the most of what you have. And it, you know, it, originally it was supposed to be like $2 a plate, but it's really much bigger than that. It's really just about being smart about how you invest your money and how do you eat well without, you know, breaking the bank. And so the host of that, Frankie Salinza, has done such a great job in the live format for the last eight months. And it's been so amazing to see people from all around the world um, just loving interacting with him. And so I, I was really proud to see um, Frankie continue to espouse all of those values in such an authentic way, um, just from the perspective of like wanting to help people and wanting to create community around good ideas. Um, like, what do I do with these beans? Uh, I've got so many of them in my pantry. Uh, <laughs> in addition, uh, you know, we we have done also some work around you know, getting audio clips and animating on top of them. That's a very like safe way to create compelling content um, that I'm really proud of. And then to the two shows that I mentioned earlier about, uh, you know, traveling on road trips, as well as buying your first house, we started those pre pandemic and we finished them like a month ago or two months ago. So we were able to figure out a way to get it done in a safe way that didn't compromise anybody and didn't sacrifice on what the initial premise of the show was meant to be. Um, and that took so much just 
working together and rigor and collaboration and flexibility and understanding and empathy that um, it's just, it was really incredible to see. So I'm very proud um, my many colleagues uh, because it has been a really challenging year and I have been amazed by their, um, their creativity and, and creative solves. Yeah, that's so impressive with the TV shows, just because I feel like at the start of all of this, everyone was kind of like, okay, you know, we're just going to have to press pause for it for a sec. We'll get back to it. No worries. And then once it kept going on, it was like, okay, now we really have to problem, like everyone is problem solving mm -hmm. and having to get so creative, mm -hmm. which is stressful. <laughs> Yes, very stressful. But, um, you know, you know, constraint brings out the best in, in people and creative people really yields the best work. So I'm not glad that we're in compromised circumstances. But at the same time, um, it really does allow people to, you know, just get new ideas about what is possible. And that is always a good thing. Definitely. Absolutely. Uh, for people who are, you know, stuck at home and would like to be creative. I know you guys have some like DIY projects that you offer up uh, on your Instagram and on the website, mm -hmm. but are there any that you're like partial to that we should encourage yeah. people to try out? I mean, I think a really like low lift, but very fun and visually <laughs> uh, like um, rewarding one is always like shibori or tie dye. So you can take like old like towels or, you know, just dishcloths and what have you. You can make dye from from food scraps as well. Like you can make a yellow dye from onion skin if you want to get crazy or you can just buy writ dye, whatever. Um, it's fun. It's relaxing. It's kind of meditative. Um, tie dyeing is, is just really gratifying. So I think that that's always a really, really good one. Um, and, you know, usually you've got stuff on hand to do it with. Um, so if I were like thinking you know, top of the mind DIYs like that are like more lower lift and you don't need a bunch of um, materials, you know, there's one I love is where if you have chalk and salt and like a mason jar, you can make different um, configurations of color and like you can use the chalk to, to make the salt that color and then you can layer it into the mason jar to make this like seismic beautiful like design and if you want to you can even melt wax on top and pour it on top and make a candle um Ooh, so that's, that's, another cool. Cool. that's a fun one and these like are like off the top of my head so i forgive me guys um <laughs> no i honestly like aurelia we should zoom each other and tie-dye stuff together good idea Sometimes. Yeah, I actually, I've been wanting to do that like bleach tie-dye. Like I bought a pair of black yeah. sweatpants specifically to, to do it. And I, I haven't yet. Also so. sweatpants. Cause I just spilled wine on yeah. some yesterday. All I wear is sweatpants. I should just, <laughs> just get I'm a wine kidding. color dye and it's going to work great. It's great. Yes. I, I think you can dye stuff with wine, right? That's, that's a thing. Like red that's wine. That's spilling. Mm. Well, <laughs> yes, I suppose you could. You're like, Casey doesn't condone that. <laughs> no, I mean, actually, we done. We we know that that's a deal for for real. I mean, people spilling wine, you know, any number of remedies work. I don't know if you've ever had like a spill of wine on the couch, but sometimes if you catch it at the right moment, you can just like pour salt on it and then like let it soak up, and then it just takes it away. It just depends on the fabric. Or you can tie-dye wow. your couch. It probably <laughs> yeah. white couch, but you shouldn't have a white couch unless you're, you know. No. Unless you're very Unless you fancy. wrap it in plastic. <laughs> yeah, unless you don't exactly. live in your home and you never sit on things. People aren't allowed to sit there. You don't have shoes. You don't have pets. You only drink, like, Pellegrino, maybe. No. I don't know. Then you like, can have your white couch because <laughs> everything else is probably sad in your life. You deserve it. I don't. No, God no. <laughs> um, okay, so we do have a, a fun game. Yes. Sort of that we wanted to play with you. Um, so I know that you lived in New York City for a while and now you live outside of Los Angeles. 
So we wanted to do, we have some categories and we wanted to see if you prefer New York City or Los Angeles for these things. Okay. I should say that I never lived in New York City. I lived in Brooklyn, but okay. I worked in New York City every day. So okay. <laughs> That'll, that's that's more comment. than us. So no, yeah, that's all. <laughs> okay. So the first category is late night food. Brooklyn or Los Angeles? We can do Brooklyn. Um, see, now now that you say that, I would say, like, mm, diner food is amazing. And so that's the late night jam, as is pizza, of course. But then in California, you've got tacos. So that's a really, really, really tough call. Really, really tough call. Yeah, mm. these are hard-hitting questions. Yeah, they're going to be hard. <laughs> I think I might have to go with tacos just because in Los Angeles, there are so many different kinds and um, so many amazing purveyors everywhere that you could, you could never try them all. So I go with, I go with LA and I go with tacos for late night food. Okay. Okay. Noted. We're taking notes. Um, All right. This next one is less fun, but traffic. Mm. Which like is, I guess traffic worse. question mark. <laughs> yeah, traffic. You heard um, of it? <laughs> so here's the thing: like when you're commuting, uh, where you can commute on public transit, you can do whatever you want. You can read. You can space out. Um, when you're driving, you are like on the defense, like the whole time, and that's very like that's tough. So I definitely say that it's better to commute um, on the East Coast, specifically in New York, because of the public transit. Um, yeah. I would agree with that. I personally hate having a car because um, yeah. it's always <laughs> breaking and I don't like that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So next, uh, what about like, entertainment like live entertainment like shows um i am a definite like homebody weirdo so i don't love <laughs> festivals of any kind i do not enjoy being around like huge crowds of people and like uh, that is just not my has never been my thing um like more intimate like venues okay but yeah that's that's definitely um i love the theater and plays um and so I'm, I'm into that more than I would be like big arena show person. That has never been something um, that I wanted to do. Sure. Okay, Aurelia, I'm gonna add something to our list because I just thought of it based on that. Uh, where did you have better celebrity sightings? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it, the thing is, it's funny about celebrities. It's like they're wearing hats and sunglasses. It's like, don't recognize me. Like, who, who walks around with like hats and sunglasses in a restaurant? Yeah, you're like, like that's oh, a beacon. And they definitely do that thing where it's like, you, if you look at them, they're like, mm-hmm, it's me. You know? And you're just like, you wanted everybody <laughs> to talk to you and look at you. Um, so I think that celebrities are celebrities in every town and they're the same. Like it, I think they get left alone more in New York, I guess. Um, but both in LA and New York, like if you pass somebody, you're like, that looks like mm, it is. So, yeah. Good to know. When I, my family has done like a vacation each to LA and to New York uh, many years ago, and we saw more celebrities in New York. Uh, and I saw Susan Sarandon at a, Broadway play and that's what made okay. me think that's amazing yeah we saw War Horse and she was there that's intense it's very intense yes. so yeah Susan Sarandon and I had like a shared experience um <laughs> we're close friends now actually she's we're interviewing her next week um is she still doing that ping pong startup situation she's doing a few years back? oh yeah I don't oh, know spin? is that what it's called spin the ping pong oh. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like it was on like an episode of Project Runway that I watched or something. And that's why I know about it. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. What about um, architecture? Do you think that it's better in New York or uh, Los Angeles? 
Um, I just think New York has so much more history. Um, and so there's a lot more cohesiveness to like walking down the street. There's a lot more of a sense of place, I think. Um, you know, in Los Angeles, all of the modernists who flocked here, they loved the idea of the, of the weather. And so that's where indoor outdoor living came from. Like it was just like this ideal scenario. Um, so for that, um, it's amazing. The fact that you can completely double your footprint by having outdoor space in Los Angeles is significant. So walking around architecture, New York all the way, but like inside the house and your options, I would say Los Angeles, you can have more space. And, you know, it's just, I mean, in New York, if you really want to live in the city or um, it, it's, it's really talk about small spaces, I guess that would be my long winded answer. It really depends like indoor inside and spectator from the street in the neighborhood or like the the home that you can find for yourself um i think it's easier to find like especially when you're broke and you're young and you're just starting out i i found it to be easier to find apartments in los angeles good to know because most of our listeners are young and broke <laughs> my money stretched <laughs> further in la um as far as like what i was able to find for room with roommates and stuff um, you, you could just get more space, but you know, that was a long time ago. Grandma's old. So that was a long time ago, but, uh, things change. And certainly now what we're seeing with trends in New York, I mean, the median price for rental rentals has gone down for the first time in 30 years. So Be, because of COVID or yeah, yeah. Leaving. Wow. because of people leaving and going upstate and it's totally different. I mean, it really is going to, it's going to largely depend on jobs and whether or not people are going to still flock to these city centers, knowing that a lot of jobs can be done remotely and the future of work is very uncertain. Um, you know, the idea of us all returning to office buildings again, five days a week is, is waning quickly. Yeah. Do you think that you guys will still, will you have a big like work from home presence or? Well, we're, you know, we um, will definitely have people working remotely, but we'll always, we, we have production facilities like studio space all over the world sure, that sure. we maintain and will maintain. And so, um, so yeah, it'll probably be more of like a flexible scenario um, where people have the, you know, the freedom to come and go. And it's a little less, it's just a little less regimented. I think that a lot of uh, companies are looking at that. And some of them are like, we're not coming back until July, 2021. We really miss, um, you know, taste me. We miss the camaraderie that comes from, you know, and the serendipity of uh, brainstorming and creativity and stuff. You miss out a lot um, when you, when you don't have those things and they're very hard to recreate um, in a zoom world. Uh, so, I mean, our hope is that we can move back to a flexible system, you know, as soon as we can, as soon as it's possible and safe. Yeah, definitely. Everyone feels it's just like more rigid on Zoom. I think people like don't want to open up as much. I don't know. That's maybe those are just Zooms with me. Um. No, it really comes down to it's very difficult to pick up on the nonverbal cues that come from making other people comfortable when you're talking. Um, you know, it's good. I can see you nodding and stuff, but being in a room with people, it can't, it's really hard to replace because there's just, there's so much information that's exchanged with body language that it's very difficult to pick up on it in, in the same way. I think we'll all get better at it because I think humans are highly adaptable, uh, but um, it's definitely challenging, it presents a lot of challenges. Yeah, I Absolutely. would say, especially for like creative jobs yes. too. like I know my boyfriend does stuff like on Excel so he's like this is you know fine because uh, they're not really collaborating all that much anyway but yeah. yeah I can imagine for creative stuff yeah like I work at a, a an agency and it is it's we, we definitely have adapted but it's it's definitely different than collaborating in person I totally agree yeah cool uh, well, no, no need to um, end on a down, on a like, that was such a bummer way to like wrap things up. So, sorry, uh, I think I actually introduced no, the no, 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 <laughs> no, it says, no. do you, uh, do you have any like projects coming up that you're 
excited about oh, yeah. or like um, I don't know stuff yeah. other than the TV shows we should like keep an eye out for? Yes, we um, we have just during the pandemic we've been working on a cookbook, so that's just about to be finished. So that's going to be Tastemaid's first cookbook. It's called Make This Tonight. Um, it's going to debut in spring 2021, and it's comprised of recipes from you know people from all over the world. Uh, so it has a really global focus, but it's very authentic and it's really geared towards people who. Um, you know, they're looking for a primer or resource material for getting better as a cook, but pretty much from an accessible beginner's point of view and probably somebody that, you know, doesn't have all the money in the world, but still wants to have friends over and have a delicious dinner that is delicious and satisfying, but isn't, you know, going to cost an arm and a leg. Um, sounds like, so yeah. Awesome. That sounds like my kind of cookbook. Yeah. I'm excited. So yeah, make this tonight published by Clarkson Potter coming soon, spring 21. So we're very excited about that. Um, that's new thing for us. So it's it's exciting. And we're excited to just exist in the tangible world, you know? Yeah, that's definitely a new kind of content. I think it's just really impressive because when I think head of content, usually I'm like, okay, so they do like video stuff or like they do social media stuff. But it seems like with Tastemade, you guys have kind of just this giant umbrella and every type of content imaginable is in it, which sounds really, really fun to be able to like experiment with so many different things. Yeah, it's an it's really a very forward thinking company, which is why I was really attracted to it. I think the founders of Tastemade have always been very modern in their in their understanding of what what a what a media company or content uh, creator could be or should be. Um, and there's a lot of different ways to engage with people. And so Tastemade has always been really good about um, understanding things early on and figuring it out and then continuing from there. So besides the cookbook, if our listeners are interested in checking out Tastemade, where should they go? Absolutely. Well, um, you can check us out. As I mentioned, we're on uh, Facebook and Instagram and uh, Pinterest and TikTok, uh, Snapchat. Uh, Then we're also distributed, um, you know, through Hulu and um, probably your smart TV if you have one. Uh, We're there. You can find us. Um, And so there are any number of ways to to find us. It just depends on how big the screen you want it to be and you know, what kind of stuff you're looking for. But um, yeah, I, I mean, we're pretty much everywhere, everywhere you can find content, you'll find Tastemade. Awesome. Well, Amanda, well, thank Amanda. you so much for chatting with yeah, us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much We've for really having me. It. It's been Very lovely. Fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Girls Just Wanna. If you've made it this far, we consider you a close and personal friend. So we hope you'll subscribe and please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And follow us at GJW Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.